0: Been on tour for what night is this?
1: I've been on tour for about uh, 35
0: years. (laughs) There's been a few, there's been a few gaps here and there, a few gaps,
1: but not that many. Yeah, what's the longest you spent off tour? Oh, probably a while.
0: Um, You took a hiatus in what, 2014. uh,
1: Oh, you mean just just recently? Well, I didn't really take a hiatus. I mean, I, I don't even know, don't even really know what that means, but but um. No, I was making a record. Yeah, I was making an album. So we're getting uh, we're yeah, getting some, but some water being, would be good. Sure. Yeah. Sure.
0: I, you've never uh, you've never run into a, a wall at any point. A wall. Yeah. Uh, I've run into a few walls. Yeah. <laughs> but you've I mean you know I'm so 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 you mean in terms of writing songs. Yeah, in terms in terms of uh, I mean has has there ever been any in your adult life when you just haven't necessarily felt like playing music?
1: Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. When well, I haven't felt like playing music. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but I can never think of what else to do. <laughs> I mean, I thought about it, I thought, well, what else would I do? And I, I always... Um, perhaps you could call it a lack of imagination, but yeah. I, I, um, I always think, well... I mean, sometimes I think that... Um, I'd like to stay home more I really like being in the studio I enjoy that yeah and um, sometimes I think well maybe I maybe I could stay home more and just maybe work with different people write songs and um, I talked to Sia a while ago yeah. and she said what do you why do you keep going on tour why don't you just stay home and uh, I go yeah maybe I should um,
0: she's your niece. Right? Well, she's
1: not my blood niece, yeah. but I've known her since she was born. So, <laughs> so she's doing incredible things.
0: I'm, I'm curious about the, the dynamic between the two of you because you know you're obviously a little little more old school when it comes to getting your music out there.
1: Yeah, well, that's one way to put it. <laughs> old school is very kind. Yeah, well, it's very old fashioned. The, fir- the, first, the first, first word not, is accurate either way. Right? Not very effective. Is that right well, I don't think it's very effective no, no i mean it's it's effective to a point yeah i mean she's um well for one thing she you know she writes those she has incredible um, lyrical and melodic fa- um, facility and and uh, works very quickly and she's kind of hit her stride at, the, at a perfect at, at a perfect time you know so I mean, uh, I mean, 35 years ago, I couldn't put a foot wrong, really.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, when I, when, I, when, when I was with the old band. And I'm, I'm doing good work now. Like, I'm not complaining. Uh, you know, going on tour is... I wouldn't do it if, I, if there wasn't something about it that I liked. But um, it's very difficult to get new material uh, noticed if you don't get, you know, exposure on... Yeah. I mean, radio is an old-fashioned medium as well, but it still has importance in terms of just getting, exposing your music to the public that's why television is really great or film and television is, is is good and touring's okay, like my audiences are increasing, but it's incremental you know, as opposed to you know, getting a, 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 a mass media exposure and, and, and uh, building on that, you know what I mean you, you, mine's, you mine's really been kind of from the ground up you know, you know seriously ginger beer and uh, you know pretty much hand to hand combat the whole time really
0: uh, the the the, the inefficiency there is that you end up in a sense kind of playing to the same audiences over and over well there. and
1: it's been building yeah no it's it's it's, it's what i mean is when I first started, for example, I'm in New York now, and I'm yeah. playing at the Town Hall tomorrow, which is a lovely place to play. Thank you. And I think that's about uh, 1,500 people. Yeah, it's a
0: lot. It's a, it's a pretty large venue.
1: Yeah, but uh, you know, it's taken about 20 years to get to that point. Thank you. Um, you know, I was coming when I first came into New York. I was playing to maybe 100 people, 200 people. Then it would just grow, grow from there. So you know you'd probably increase the increase the audience by a hundred or a couple of hundred people yeah. every year. Yeah. But it's all been word of mouth, so it's just people telling some some other people. So you know that that increase in audience is uh, is organic and quite real, you know.
0: But you, I mean, obviously you've you've had enough increases over the years, and you know, given um, some of the successes you've had with soundtracks and things like that, TV appearances. I mean, those are enough. Those are enough to keep you going. If you felt like things were stagnating completely, if you felt like it wasn't growing anymore, would you just sort of call it a day? You need some sugar with this or anything? Oh uh, no, thanks. Black. Yeah, black is fine.
1: What was that question you said? If I if well, I felt what? If you
0: if you felt like you weren't making any progress in terms of um, you know growing your audience, I mean, would would the, would the impulse still be there to go out and play in front of audiences?
1: No. No, if the audience was not increasing, if it was just staying the same yeah. or or getting less, no, I would not feel like going out and playing.
0: Yeah,
1: that would be soul destroying.
0: You must. You must have had a few moments of that though. Though early on, I mean, he sort of. Um, oh, you, still,
1: wh- have you yeah. still have it. You still have it. You know, you you sometimes wonder whether the reason why you're going out on tour is simply because of habit, yeah, or addiction. You know, hmm. but. um there is something there uh, and one of, the, one of the reasons you do it is because it makes you feel useful which yeah. is not to be underplayed or underestimated that, that feeling you get from providing some kind of function where you know people, in, people go out for a night and they spend two hours where they feel really good and you're, you're the reason why they feel good or you're part of that reason why they feel good so that's a nourishing thing.
0: I mean, you seem to be somebody who thrives in the live setting as well. You seem to actually enjoy performing, telling <laughs> stories.
1: Well, that's the trick, isn't it? <laughs> enjoying your job? Enjoying life? Well, it's, 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 it's one thing to enjoy it. Yeah. And if you do something over and over again, then the trick is to seem like you're enjoying it. Because what's the, there's no point in doing it otherwise and sometimes you have to, to trick yourself sure sometimes you have to trick your subconscious into going well you know you're going to enjoy this whether you want you know whether you whether you're feeling like it or not you have you so in other words you kind of take yourself out of it out of the out of the you take yourself take yourself out of the equation yeah. and put yourself inside it more and and kind of you're less in control of it. You know, you let the song speak. You let the. You know, um, it's a little bit, you know, slightly esoteric, I suppose. But, but you're, you know, you're there, so you you have yeah. some kind of control over the situation. But in a way, you kind of let go of of yeah. trying to really, you know, hold the reins too tight, and then, and then you can relax a little bit and something unusual might happen or you'll leave yourself open for 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 surprises and and um just get out of your own way and let things be and you can you can really enjoy the moment more you know
0: do do you have that that sort of that that bob dylan impulse to make things sound a little differently to, to to try new things out as you're playing old songs is that what he does Yeah, well, every every you know, just about every live show I've seen of him, the 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 takes on the song sound incredibly different from performance to performance.
1: You 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 can do that. It's um, sometimes that's you know the conscious the the, the conscious thing of doing that is um, you know, it's deliberately, maybe perhaps deliberately, you know, steering something in another direction because you want to or you can just you know you can either be in the driving seat of that or you can be a passenger
0: Is the performance a, a part of songwriting for you at all or you know it sounds like at this point you know you're spending time writing an album recording in the studio and then playing the songs
1: Well yeah I mean the thing is I look at it as being a, 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 a three prong thing where yeah. you well you have ideas and you write songs and then you you know, you you record them onto some kind some device, whether it be a tape or a you know, a software program, pro tools, you record it. So you make a record of those songs and that's a performance in itself. That's that's the first performance. And it's the one you keep. So it's important. It's an important performance. Yeah. Better be good. Yeah. <laughs> and then you spend the rest of the time in, in one sense reproducing that yeah. which is not so exciting because it's a reproduction of that initial performance so you have to in a way, in a sense, make it something else you have to constantly be open for it to be something else otherwise all you're really doing is trying to replicate something which you've already done
0: it, you know, it's it's, it's funny. I, I you know I I've, I have this conversation with a, a lot of creative people, and you know, obviously, everybody, no matter how good your job is, or no matter how jealous other people are of your job, you know, we've all got times where we don't necessarily want to do it. But it's you know, you sort of have to take a moment and remember that how, how lucky you are at the end of the day that that this is what you're able to do for, not only what you're able to do for a living, but that you've been able to do it for as long as you've been able to do it for. Well,
1: that's that's the thing. That's that's the amazing thing. And that's, the re, that's one of the reasons why you, um, you know, you can look upon it as being luck. Yeah. But uh, I don't look upon it as being luck so much. It's mainly um, tenacity. Hmm and mainly having something that people want to hear or not everyone wants to hear it but the yeah. people who come to they come to see you they obviously want something from you there's something that you have that they that they keep coming back for and bringing other people so that's good and if you have a little bit of luck along the way that's that's cool too you know but i mean i started doing this when i was 14 yeah. so I'm very fortunate, you know, I, I am fortunate but I've always, be, I've always felt that even when I was very young I felt fortunate because I had, you know, never was, I never was poor, I was never hungry so I always felt very fortunate to have, you know, a, come from a family that I was looked after, you know, by my parents and, and they gave me some really good, simple advice like my father just said to me, look, you just have to be prepared for life. <laughs> It seems like a simple thing, but sure. it's quite profound in its own way. Yeah. Which I think is true. You you really do. You have to be prepared for whatever life throws at you, and try and come through it somehow, or dodge it, or roll with the punches, and, and keep moving. You know, I think it's I think it's important to keep moving, to keep yeah. moving forward, and because uh, if you sit still, nothing happens. You know, and then if you, if you are moving forward, then you tend to attract luck.
0: Did did you? Were you prepared for? So, so you started at fourteen. How 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 old were you when the band really started taking off? About twenty eight. About twenty yeah. eight. Okay, so that's a, that's a decent just, amount of time of, of going out there and playing music. It's not. It's not. Yeah, like I you, mean, I
1: was going to school as well. Yeah. I went to university and all that, but it was really I was just coasting. I was biding my time, trying to write songs and trying to figure out how to, you know, how to make a mark.
0: Yeah. Were you? as your father said were you were you prepared for for that initial wave of success
1: I think so I mean I think that uh, I think there were some difficulties you know Um, I think that there's some things I would have done differently I think that I think that men who are confined together for a while have very limited Communication skills. Yeah. So you can you could probably diffuse situations or make things better if, if communication skills were better. But that's all looking back at things and, and the way things were, not the not the way things are. But um, like I don't think my band was really destined to go any longer than it did, no matter you know, really no matter what happened. So we, we were we were very, very successful. So, and I think I felt that we that I was prepared for that to a degree. It's what I wanted, yeah, and I got what I wanted. You know,
0: you want to be a rock star,
1: exactly, yeah. and I got that. And then, well, the, the the interesting thing I think is once you get it, you know, it's like, okay, what do you do with it? Yeah, and then if it goes away, what do you do with the rest of your life?
0: <laughs> it's a pretty it's a pretty early early you know point to be dealing with worrying about the rest of your life. You know, after, at that age. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, you know, I had heard you at some point describe. I, I, I think you had sort of described the, the the group as being basically a a bunch of hippies, and and, and that in a sense, um, as, as a band as we know it now, that you were kind of created in the studio in terms of turning you into a pop band, in terms of you yeah. know, really like bringing you up to the nineteen eighties in a way. Um, did that? Did that change things for you? I mean, you know, when 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 you We're really, you know, and I think probably at your heart have always been this kind of singer songwriter. Did you feel that there were certain expectations that you needed to live up to?
1: No, I think more than, I think what it was was when we started playing live, we were very good live and we always attracted a really strong live audience. But what we really were were we were really a jam band. Yeah. We really jammed a lot. Yeah. And I think that's really important for a band to try and figure out. Where the songs are going. Mm. And it's like road testing a song. Yeah. And I mean, you can write a song very, very well, very succinctly, and then go out and play it for three and a half minutes or four minutes. But we tended to stretch the songs because that's who we were. Yeah. You know, we had Greg played saxophone, played flute. And
0: when you've got a flute player in the band, there's some jamming.
1: That's, yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah. Whether you want to or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the songs were like that you know for example who could it be now you know it always had the saxophone hook in the song but it didn't come it didn't it didn't appear until halfway through it so all the elements were there but what the producer did Peter McKee an American guy when he came in was he took the best elements and all the memorable and integral elements of the song and he just arranged them in a much more efficient way in a good way I think And you know, presented them as as three and a half three and a half minute pop songs, which worked. You know, yeah.
0: I mean, there's some, you know, there's there's a lot. I to liked be- it.
1: I mean, I I liked what he did. Yeah. I liked what he did with the songs because I always thought there was too much shit in them anyway. <laughs> you know, too much unneeded fucking yeah. waffle. Yeah. You know.
0: You know, I mean, it's sort of say, I guess say say what you will about um, commercial appeal, but there's a lot to be said for a song that.
1: And it's you know still you never. Radio. You see, the thing is that people always talk about commercial. How, yeah. I mean, it was only commercial because it, because it, it worked.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it may not have.
0: Yeah.
1: It may have been like a cult hit. Then people have wouldn't have, wouldn't have called it commercial. Sure. You know, if it, if it hadn't have sold you know millions of records, it's only commercial after the fact. I, people, I guess so. People always yeah. think that. So people always think it was it was designed in a certain way, but. It's not really true. You're just trying to write the best songs you can, and you're trying to present them in in a way which, where you don't really need anything in the song. Yeah, that's that's really, I think, more important than anything is that you're, you know, if a radio programmer is going to listen to a song, he's not going to listen to it for two and a half minutes before he hears the the hook of it. Sure, you, you want to get to yeah. him in the first. Oh, you want to, and, and in that sense, you want to get to anybody who's listening to a song in the first twenty or thirty seconds. Otherwise, you're not going to have them anyway. So, so um, it's a real art to doing that, you know. And it's, it's. Um, I like it. I like pop songs, you know, in, that, in that sense. You know, not, I'm not talking. You know, commercial's is a word that just people made up yeah. because if something really does well. But I like really well constructed pop songs. It's very hard to do. You know, people should try it sometimes. It's not, it's not as easy as you think.
0: <laughs> is is uh, you know, I, I, as you're as you're going out there, and I, I know that you know, obviously, you're you, you would love to have your songs played on the radio. I see.
1: I still think I write pop songs, but other people, well, this is other, what other I was people do. ask you know are, are
0: you um, are are you conscious of of this idea of trying to trying to grab some? I mean, you know, obviously, you've got your built-in fans. You've got somebody who's going to buy any yeah, yeah like way. you
1: take a song like Trying to Get to You which is on the first track on, on Next to You People to yeah. me it's a great pop song yeah I, I don't care what anyone says it's a great pop song uh, not because I want it necessarily you know oh, I want to write a song to get on the radio but that's the way it's constructed it's inspired by like listening to you know Rubber Soul or yeah. The Beatles and trying to go oh here's, an, here's a, a song that's driven by acoustic guitars but it's melodic it's got really good things going on in it it's a really cool pop song now you know, I think it is, but it doesn't get played on on, on pop radio. Yeah. But that doesn't mean to say that it's not a good pop song.
0: Ha- has <laughs> has it gotten any easier to write a a good a good tight three minute pop song for you? Uh, you know, after you've been doing it for a few decades?
1: Not really, not really. Um, yeah, they come and go. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I wrote I wrote that with a friend of mine. Michael Georgiadis, who lives up the road from me, he's a bit older than me, but he still writes good pop songs too, and he's seventy. Nearly, you know, he's older than I am. So, um, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun, you know, coming together with something and coming up with something that you that that you just like to listen to yourself. I mean, all you really want to do is excite yourselves, get yourself excited, maybe get your your wife excited, and get get your friends excited. That's really it you know beyond that is who knows but you know you, you kind of want to go you want to say to somebody who's upstairs hey come and listen to this this yeah. is oh. this is cool when when <laughs> at what point do the wife
0: and and friends get to hear the songs
1: oh she hears them all the time she yeah. hears them because she can hear them upstairs in the house so she comes but down you run sometimes. upstairs
0: to the guitar or she runs down and you, she and comes you. down
1: yeah yeah she comes down or sometimes i go up and go could you please come down and listen yeah. to this
0: <laughs> the really i mean you know the real the really good and I've I've heard you 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 tell a few of these stories, but you know obviously like the really the really good stories are the ones where the inspiration comes you know in a flash where you where where you hear something or you read something, and you need to go run and, and write a song about it. But I, I've got to imagine that that's in the minority of the songs that you're writing. At the end of the day, you know you, you, there's probably a lot of just sort of you know scratching out pieces of paper and. Yeah, it's not so much about
1: inspiration, it's just really about, you know, you hear something, like you say, you, yeah. you might get a little phrase, and you go, that's cool, and you write that down, and right, or you know, a little musical idea, and you record that, and then you build up, you build them up over a period of, you know, a little while, and then you go home and listen to them, and you go, well, and you try and figure out whether, some, whether there's a gem of something in yeah. there. And then the hard work is trying to finish it, that's hard work, it's not so much about inspiration, it's just kind of cool. trying to
0: make it good. What is the um, you know like? There's there's the classic Keith Richards satisfaction story about like him waking up in the middle of the night with a guitar riff in his head. Um, what, what's what's the easiest song? What's what 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 is there? Can you point to one that really just just kind of poured out of you?
1: Well, yes. Uh, there's a few different answers to that, yeah. but um, say say Down Under for example. Down yeah. Under was in, was. Um, uh, Ron, the other guitar player in Men at Work, he, he and the other co-writer of that song, he ha- used to have these little tapes, and and he gave me a little cassette that I played in the car over and over again, and lots of different ideas, but this one particular one was just like this really uh, percussive kind of trance-like groove that used yeah. to just kind of roll along, and I loved it. It was just a simple little thing. <laughs> And it was just a simple thing with some percussion and little, little percussive elements to the song that were played on bottles with different, different amounts of, of, um, of water in them to give them different pitch. And I listened to it for weeks, and I had this—I I just had this phrase in my head: uh, "Living in a land down under." Which is "Living in a land down under." That's all I had. And I would yeah. just kind of repeat it, repeat it for weeks. And it was kind of almost like something has to build something it's like a it's like it's just like a repetitive thing in your head and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like a door opens and you go oh there it is Yeah. and there's the song and then I, I wrote the song out the next morning everything just the chords and the words but you know so you just kind of go over and over and over and over something and then like like something something shifts and, and there it is you're sort of orbiting
0: is. you knew it was close you're orbiting around this yeah, idea
1: I was hoping yeah. you know I knew something it was something Yeah. yeah. and as, again that's Important to, you know, not to force it, yeah. but just to, but to keep the keep the pressure on. Way, like you know, I like the
0: I like your first example of an easy song you write was one that you were thinking about for weeks and weeks and almost getting.
1: That's right. Oh, then then there was that song. Uh, it was a song called uh, Maggie that I have, which yeah. um, I wrote on a Sunday because I hadn't written a song for a while and I was feeling a bit guilty, <laughs> and I thought I have to write a song because it's Sunday and I'm sitting around yeah. and and that one just came out I thought about this person that I used to know in Scotland this girl and uh, and I wonder I just started to wonder about her and so that song came out in about 40 minutes and I just wrote it down and and I was I was weeping convulsively while I was writing it and but that was fast so that was a combination of a of a fictitious story which was based on a real person
0: is when when is that the first place you go when you're when you're looking for inspiration? Is just some some example from your past?
1: No, I don't really go looking for anything. I don't really yeah. go looking for inspiration. I just kind of I just kind of sit around with the, I mean, I just sit around <laughs> with a guitar, really. Yeah. So I'm not looking for anything really, or, or not consciously anyway. I think that uh, you put yourself in a situation sometimes where where ideas can come to you you know To me, for me for me I like I like uh, I like there being being relatively little chaos mm. in my head yeah. I can't I can't really don't really come up with much if, if there's stuff going on in my head you know it's like it's like it's like going into a hotel like a hotel foyer mm-hmm. and there's like you know bags all stacked up yeah. you know and and chaos going on and people running around and room sitting people, in a hotel bar maybe no not like this <laughs> this is fine okay but people's you know uh you know people's rooms not being ready yeah people yelling at the guys behind the count you know reception and stuff and then you just want to turn around and walk walk straight out Yeah. because you can't nothing germinates there nothing takes there you know but if you walk in there and there's a sense of calm, or or there's a little fountain, and you just kind of can sit down, and there's there's a there's a calmness about it. That's what I like, anyway. That's that's what I like. That's the situation or the state that I like to be in. To to finish a song, not even not necessarily initiate something, but okay. but to sit down and finish ideas. Is, I, I like there to be some kind of some kind of stillness.
0: Do you meditate? It sounds like that might be helpful.
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah, you do.
0: Has that has it's, it
1: helped? It's oh well, yeah, it's a lifesaver. Yeah, it's it's a it's one of the most important things I ever decided to do. I don't do it every day. I, I should do it every day, yeah. but I I don't do it every day. I'd like to say that I did do it every day, but most days.
0: When 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 did he start doing that?
1: When I when I was uh, giving up the drink about uh, you know, about
0: round. The late 80s. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, very much a transitional period for you. Was it... Um, yes, what, just, it's
1: what brought me to America. Partly, partly yeah. what brought me to Los Angeles was... Well, one reason, the main reason was because I could, I could come, I could, I could base myself anywhere because yeah. I'd had success with the old band. So... So I, I had the opportunity to come to Los Angeles, and I was, I was about to sign a record deal with MCA Records, but also the main uh, I was having trouble I was having trouble with addiction, yeah. and I was also getting divorced, so everything was pointing away
0: from Melbourne for me at that time. That's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff to deal with at the same time. <laughs> Congratulations on giving up and on on the on the alcohol and not going in completely the other direction because a, a weaker man.
1: Well, I don't even so. Much, it's not even so much to do with being weak. It's really just a yeah. matter of telling yourself the truth. You know, it's kind of. I would have. I, would, I loved. I used to love drinking. You know, yeah. and I wouldn't have stopped if I didn't have to, but I knew that I had to. So it's just a question of the mechanics of how you do it. And I wanted to stop because i knew that i was killing myself so i mean you you die anyway at some point but you want to have some control over it yeah and o- and also over how much enjoyment you get from your life you know i wasn't really enjoying what happened you know when i would you know when i would drink i wasn't enjoying where that, where that took me yeah so something had to happen and also it's 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 tied into what you're talking about about touring and playing music because you know if you have some kind if you you know you have your, your creativity will will help it will act as a, it will largely be some kind of salvation for you because it replaces that addictive behaviour with something which is got more light in it.
0: And you felt, you know, you felt like you needed to get away from your surroundings, from the things that had sort of led to some of that drinking, and, and take yeah. your second trip all the way across the world.
1: That's right. That's right. And start again, yeah. and uh, and right, wipe the slate clean and start again. That's what I did. It was it was really great. It was very beneficial and well needed, yeah. and it worked. It helped.
0: Do, was it Was it clear immediately that? you were going to be solo did the idea of another another group ever enter into the equation
1: well i had a band at that point i had a band called colin hay band and i did an album called wayfaring sons with that band but it was short-lived yeah but then after that was over i just uh, you know yeah i was kind of sick of bands i wasn't really sick of bands but i was sick of the responsibility yeah. that came along with it yeah. of looking after people you know yeah and uh, i could i could barely look after myself that was, a, that was what was happening I was struggling so I just thought I just have to be on my own for a while
0: there, there's so, a different sort of responsibility and, and certainly the pressures are different when you're the person who's solely responsible for what you're doing I mean there's no you can't really lay the blame on anybody else
1: I never did that anyway really yeah. you know I mean even in the old band um, you know I did a lot I mean, everyone played their part. Yeah. The men at work was definitely five people, five people that that contributed, abs, you know, to the to the to the overall sound of the band and so forth. But but you know, when we get to a rehearsal room, everyone was standing around looking at me.
0: <laughs> what are we going to do now? But 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 I guess from the standpoint of you know of, of uh, you, you weren't, it, it took a while for you to I, I I think really kind of figure out what you were doing as far as as being. Uh, Soul artist, you know, I'm you still, had... it's still I'm still trying to figure it out. But it was but it was really uh, rocky there at the beginning. You know, you were you were dropped from your label at one point. And...
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I was dropped from MCA. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that was good. That was a that was a good thing. That was a good thing. Yeah. Well, you don't want to be where you're not
0: wanted. Sure. How did you How did you pick up the pieces?
1: I just made a record. I made a, <laughs> uh, went back to a, I went back to Melbourne and uh, yeah. went to Greg Ham's Studio in in Melbourne. I made a record called Peaks and Valleys for um, mm. for, a, for a friend of mine who had a label down there in uh, Sydney called um, uh, Melody. It's called Melody. Was it called Melody? Yeah. Um, yeah. I made a, made a made an acoustic album. Yeah. Yeah. It just started again. It started. Started from the.
0: It's sim kept kept things simple. It's it, it's a, it's a little cliche, but it, you know it sounds like you know another role that that music making plays in your life is um is is uh, you know I don't know if it's catharsis, but really uh, a way of kind of burying yourself in your work if there's if if you're dealing with something on it's a personal what? level, kind of burying yourself in in, in in your work when you're dealing with um, personal crisis.
1: I never even looked at it like that either. It was just it was always just oh. You know play some tunes for people, you know yeah. it wasn't it never really felt so much there was about me you know uh, but yeah songs some of them are some of them are have autobiographical qualities and some of them are more just stories you know yeah
0: well well there there's that aspect of it, but there's also just the aspect of I you know kind of keeping yourself busy you know of, of. Well, oh, not, not having to deal with these, these outside forces. you know I know there was and I don't know if you even talk about it, but you know there was the, the, the lawsuit not all that long ago. was that something where you wanted to just sort of get back in the studio and get back to work:
1: Well I did during it, but, that, but it was still that was still going on during yeah. that time I made a couple of, I made a couple of records even during that time That was but, a
0: really long period of time, wasn't it? it? six years yeah. yeah
1: that was fucking horrible horrible It's, it's a horrible situation. very depressing. And very, very uh, negative, and uh, pointless. Yeah. You know, you can look back on it and look, realize that it was pointless. You know, yeah. It cost four and a half million dollars. The the court case, and they ended up getting awarded in dollar figures like a hundred grand. So it's like four and a half million dollars chasing a hundred thousand. Yeah. Which uh, makes no sense, but at the time. If you're being sued by somebody and they want sixty percent of your song, then you got to fight it. But ultimately, it was um, it was uh, it was pretty shitty. Yeah. And and caused not only uh, not only financially was it draining, but it was um, emotionally draining, and and and, and uh, you know. I would say I would say contributed to the way to to the way Greg was feeling, which ultimately yeah. ultimately he died. And um, I certain, I know that that court case certainly didn't make him feel any better about about himself.
0: Horrible. Tell 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 me something tell me something good so we don't end on on such a downer note. Give me give me some good news.
1: Well, let me tell you about Greg. He was. Yeah. Um, he was one of the most wonderful men that I've, I ever met. And, uh, you know, I miss him every day. But he was one of the funniest people in the world. And um, he was really the... He was really the... Um, in many ways, he was one of the reasons why the band stayed together for so long. Because yeah. he, was, um, he was a really, you know, bright, um, light energy. You know, he was really... I don't mean light as in weight. I mean light as in light and darkness. You know, he was fabulous to work with and um, he was a real facilitator of if that's the right words yeah. you know between the between the other energies within the band you yeah. know so um, yeah, he was such, such a lovely man and um, it's it's terrible it's terrible that he's not here anymore it's, it's,
0: do, do, do you miss collaboration in the way that you had it when, when you were a full band
1: no, we didn't collaborate that much, to yeah. be honest. I mean, I would write songs, and... Yeah. There's a little bit of that, but we'd get to the rehearsals, stu- we'd rehearse songs, and... But no, I... I still collaborate with people. Yeah. I collaborate with... You collaborate with whoever you work with. If they come into the... St- if, you walk, if they walk into the studio to work on something, you're collaborating with them. Yeah. Is your stuff better when you're working with someone else? Well, it depends. Sometimes... Sometimes songs and and situations feel like they're feel like they have a solitary
0: yeah
1: component you know that they should just be treated that way and then sometimes having having somebody else's con- contribution and energy really takes it somewhere better than yeah. you could come up with yourself but yeah, often it's just circumstantial then sometimes design you know sometimes you're like with uh, that song "Next Year People" on the last record, I wrote that those words, and then I was I was maybe going to work with my friend Michael on that song, and we never really came up with any music for it. And then uh, I just was sitting around myself one day, and then the music, ha- you know, popped out. So ended up that was a song which was just really my thing, you know. Yeah. Whereas sometimes you get to a point with something and you can't go any further, so you take it to somebody else and. They, uh, they finish it or they take it down a road you couldn't think of yourself and all of a sudden you end up with something which is uh, not only better but different from what you thought it would be and hopefully better
0: area that was Colin hey thanks so much to him for taking the time to do that recorded that one in the uh at a little bar in his hotel lobby while he was out here in new york city um really fascinating conversation wasn't wasn't sure where it was gonna go but i think it went to some, some really interesting conversations i think it went a little bit long too so i apologize to uh the the, the there were some there were some scheduling questions so i apologize to the person who's was, who's was waiting after us but I don't know. Went for the best for us. Uh, uh, really, really interesting, especially toward the end there. Thanks so much to him for taking the time to do that. Thanks to uh, Carrie for setting that one up. Thanks to Brian for editing the show together. Thanks to Mark and everybody else at the, the Boing Boing. Podcast Network if you like this show. Many other fine shows to check out over on iTunes. And while you're over at iTunes, just take the opportunity to uh, to to rate the program. Give us give us some stars. Any feedback, it's riwildcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Tumblr. That is the first and best place to get all of your R I Y L related information. That's riylcast.tumblr.com What else like us on the Facebook Um, Oh, and uh, check out Colin's new record. It's out now from uh, Compass Records. It's called Next Year People, and it's really, really great. So uh, thanks so much to him. Thanks to you guys, and we will be back just about this time next week with another episode of R.A.Y.L.